From home repair to remodeling, this is Making Your Home Great. Making Your Home Great on FM 98.5 at AM 680 WPTF. News, talk, traffic, and home improvement. Today, we've got Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier, our regular co-host. How are you doing, Brock? I'm doing well. How are good, you? Good, good, good. Joel Worsham and Art Harmon of Comfort First Heating and Cooling. How are you, gentlemen? Doing well. Good. Doing well. Good. Also, Mike and Sue Pale of the Closet Factory. The Closet Factory? Yep, that's us. You build me a build me a closet? Yep, and more. I want to talk about that first. I really do, because right now we're going through this situation where a lot of people are working from home. And my wife has occupied the one natural area, just as you put a table. I'd like a, another work area for me. We don't have it. Can you build me one? We can. Uh, we it really we have to look at uh, where you have available space in your home. Uh, right. A lot of times it could be a guest room. We could actually put a combination of a Murphy bed and a desk in there at the uh, All at right. the same time. I know what it is, but I want you to describe me a Murphy bed. You will actually do this. We do. We do a lot of them. Uh, it's a a fold up bed that basically uh, pivots at the bottom and goes to a vertical position, so it yeah. only comes out uh, off of the wall about sixteen inches. So, in other words, it pivots from the headboard area all the way up, and it looks like what? A closet? It can look like a closet. It can look like a, uh, a cabinet that's built into the wall. We A lot of times we'll pair it up with bookshelves on either side, so it yeah. blends in with the decor. See, I thought I invented that. I wanted that. <laughs> I want a Murphy bed. Now, obviously, you got to do something so the books don't fall out. But I want a Murphy bed that appears to be a bookshelf. I don't even care if I have to cut a bunch of books to just make it a false facade, right? We've actually done that. You've done that. That's we called have. a Murphy door, isn't it? Is that what they refer to that as? We actually we, The way we did it was we created a bookshelf in front of the Murphy bed on a sliding rail. Ooh. And the bookshelf slid to the side, and then the Murphy bed folded down. Almost like barn it. doors. Yes. Yeah, oh, that's exactly. very nice. They oh, this is a couple hundred pound barn doors that stored books. Oof. Wow. All right. Excellent. So we're going to talk about two different, radically different concepts, but I know we're going to work this out and and talk to everybody. Uh, Joel Worsham of Comfort First Heating and Cooling, talk to me about the hurricane season. Uh, well, we're just a few days away from where we're officially into the uh, hurricane season, um, and we've already had two Major rainstorms, uh, tropical depressions that just come through, and uh, we sure did. You know, uh, <laughs> yeah. I think tropical storm Anna, and then suddenly we had tropical storm depression or Bertha come through. Lots of rain, and it happens every year. The people year. lose power. Yes, yes, sir. So right now we've had a lot of rain, so trees are are uh, easily able to fall, and uh, there's going to be power outages out, and people are now. More and more working from home, yeah. Um, and so, you know, the necessity to have power um, is a is a sense of urgency now more than ever, uh, all the time. Versus then, you know, something of a project that you might have been listening to, um, you know, thinking about it a, a few months ago. Now's the time to do it. I'm very concerned about it because you know you lose power. You've I, uh, personally, I have filled that ice chest or that freezer with so much. Now, you're talking about a whole house generator, which, will, of course, will save me in the instance where the power goes out. 
That's correct. I'm concerned that I'm not going to be in the house when that happens. Well, the standby generator uh, with the transfer switch, it it senses the power loss. Yeah. And so it will automatically transfer over uh, whether you're home or just your wife is home or your kids. Or or if you guys are gone on vacation, you won't have the loss of groceries or, uh, you know, a sump pump that's not running and have a a water flood that floods into your basement uh, causing health issues later on. Uh, so that's the purpose of having that generator and that automatic standby switch. Now, these generators, are, is, is this something that's just going to help keep the lights on? Is this going to help run the air conditioning system, or does that vary on the size of the generator you get hooked up? It's depending on the size of what you want the functionality of the generator uh, to, to do. I mean, obviously, um, we can size the generator to work uh, all – electrical appliances, uh, whether it be air-conditioned, heat pumps, uh, gas furnaces, uh, so you can have comfort of AC and HVAC needs in your house, uh, as well as, you know, your lights and your receptacles. um, You know, they're instantaneously on within seconds. Um, And then, you know, most importantly, your refrigerator and your freezer and your your water, if you have a well pump. Um, We want to make sure that's a that's 100% capacity. Um, and, you know, with, with the technology of the generator, uh, the standby switch, uh, automatic transfer switch, and then most importantly with the power management modules, I mean, there's different technologies out there depending on name brands of generators. But with all those combined, uh, we take the appropriate load calculation, and that can determine to give the customer options uh, of what kind of generator that they want, what kind of size, how much how much of a load do they want that generator to carry. We, we give those options to the customer. A little bit of science to it. Hey, oh, well, there's got to be a science to it because we're in the 21st century, and <laughs> you know we're not doing anything without a bunch of science, which, which kind of brings me to the next question to Mike and Sue. Uh, Mike and Sue Pale from the Closet Factory. What kind of technology are you using to create closets and workspaces for people? So we're both engineers. We're yeah. electrical engineer, mechanical engineer by degree. Pull right in ne- next to the mic. Yeah. Sure. Uh, so we're, like I said, we're both engineers um, by, by degree and by a lot of work experience. So we are naturally drawn to technology. We have a uh, computer numeric controlled router, CNC router. Yeah. So that cuts all of our parts for every project we make to, I would say, about a, I don't know, a fifth of a millimeter accuracy, if not smaller than that. Yeah. Uh, we use 3D design software so our clients can see exactly what they're going to get before they spend a dime with us. Right. Uh, and then we can make changes. They can change colors and see all that, all that, uh, all those different aspects. It's fun to look at the website because you've got closets and Closet Factory is the name of the company, but you've also got some garages. Now, I don't think of – I didn't naturally think of you folks – when I think of garages, let me tell you what I think of garages. My garage right now is full of those tubs. Mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> we have a vague idea what are in the tubs. Uh-huh. We have run out of space to store the tubs, but the garage on your website doesn't have a bunch of tubs. <laughs> it it's might. Ca- it, it might have some tubs behind the doors. We're. I, I mean, you can create a solution to my problem. Of course, my major problem is too much stuff. <laughs> but can you create something in the garage where I can get more storage out of it? We can't. We can't uh, solve your problem of too much stuff. Well, we can, you could. We, here's we here's can give my you a phone. Space call for all call my stuff. wife during the commercial. <laughs> we no. can give you a space for all your stuff, and that's part. Well, so I want to go back to the name, the closet factory. 
one thing that we want to stress about that is that we do have a factory, which is everything is made locally in in Raleigh, which is where the the name comes from. Yeah. Um, but it is deceiving. The name is deceiving because we don't just do closets, and that's kind of evolved over evolved over time. Um, yeah, it, the, the company has been around for over twenty five years. Um, and over thirty five years. Over thirty five years, correct. Right. Um, so when it first started, it was just closets. That was what the industry um, consisted of. But um, it's kind of evolved over time to include pretty much every area of the house, including even kitchens that we've done in the past. Yeah. To get back to your question about how to help you with your stuff, yeah, we do a free consultation. So we have a design consultant that comes in and looks at your stuff, and we build your design directly around your inventory. See, I have this massive garage, you know, height. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's, it's, it's the highest point. I, I, you know, and above it is a bonus room. But I have this idea of putting floor joists in, mm-hmm. and just and just I'm telling you, build a super solid structure i'd rather not do it (laughs) brock knows my level of expertise as far as carpentry although i can hang a shelf and make it plumb okay good that's a good step dad used to say dave you're a half a bubble off plumb but (laughs) but i have actually put up shelves and left the gosh i forget the name the level. The level. The level. I've left the level there. They can be decorative. Right. <laughs> you get a wooden one, you put it up there and say, look, I did it. But I don't think I want to do this in my garage. Yeah. Interesting Interesting thing about garages is a lot of them are very tall ceilings. Yes. And our white material, we can get up to 10 feet tall. So we can actually use a lot of that space. Now, you may have to get a ladder to get to some of those areas, but a lot of times you'll store things that are off-season or a right. big cooler or something like that in those higher locations where you don't have to get there all the time. All right. We're going to talk about HVAC in just a moment with Joel Worsham and Art Harmon of Comfort First Heating and Cooling. Mike and Sue Pale are here from the Closet Factory. And, of course, Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier. There's no topic we can't touch on, honestly. From from hardware to, to building something to, you know, a project you're planning to a project that maybe you want to hire somebody for. Go ahead and call 919-860-9783. 919-860-9783 on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF with news, talk, and traffic. And in just a moment... We're also going to find out how you can make your four-car, no, your two-car garage into a four-car garage. Impossible? Not really. This is making your home great. FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF News Talk and Traffic. On Making Your Home Great, FM 98.5, AM 680, WPTF. Joel Worsham and Art Harmon from Comfort First Heating and Cooling and and Mike and Sue Pale from the Closet Factory in studio. Our number, 919-860-9783. And Brock, you had a question about HVAC for... Well, I mean, you know, riding into the show today, I'm sure you guys saw that I rode up here on a motorcycle. It is hot. It is starting to get really warm outside. Yes. We're getting a lot of customers that are that are really starting to get concerned with what type of steps they need to take moving into the summer months here. You know, once the humidity gets real high and everybody's really stressed out with the air conditioner bill, 
what would you tell our listeners, you know, before the summer hits, what would you recommend that they, they reach out to you and have you come out and, and take a look at their system? What kind of problems are you running into this time of year? Well, the main thing is people think that um, their heat and air system is like a refrigerator. You just plug it in and just leave it be. Well, it's, it's not. There's a lot of moving parts that need to be maintained and cleaned. So I would highly recommend them get a tune-up or a, a, just a maintenance done to it. So uh, a system that's clean is going to be more energy efficient and less apt to break down. So definitely do a, a quick tune-up. And uh, How often should I do that? Uh, well, uh, there's two answers. Um, first, I would say you'd want to do it like once in the spring, once in the fall, so twice a year yeah. just to get ready for the upcoming hot and cold seasons. But um, to just to cover your manufacturer's warranty, you've got to have it done at least once a year. Okay, because if you don't do it at least once a year, your your warranties will be void. That oh, is yeah. not a good warranty to lose right there. And Mike, no. I didn't even realize I had a warranty. I just had the HVAC replaced. Okay. After 22 years, she gave up the, the, the people who came out said, you know, we could repair it, but for a little bit extra. And I said, yeah, yeah, we'll go ahead. So I got to do this once a year. And what are you doing when you come out to my house once a year? What are you looking for? Uh, they're going to just uh, make sure it's, everything's good and clean. They'll check the electrical system on it, the refrigerant levels, make sure everything's tightened down nice. They'll go through your uh, duct system, make sure it's not leaking and all that um, cold air that you um, want to go in your home is not going into your crawl space or your attic. Yeah. And this is uh, – you're hearing from Art Harmon of Comfort First Heating and Cooling. And how long have you been doing this? How long has the company been around? Uh we just celebrated our ninth year, so uh, we're going on 10 years now. That's enough time to know what you're doing. Well, Dave, here on their website, they are uh, a 4.9 rating out of 1,947 reviews. Is that good? That, sh- that shows they've probably been around a little while. You know, it's funny because we, we use the stars also when we're trying to figure out what movies to watch. And anything with that many stars, we're probably going to watch it. None of the Nicolas Cage movies have his, <laughs> have stars that that far, and none of them have nineteen hundred reviews because who who watches those? No. The, anyway, the, not, not a fan of Con Air. I'm not a big no. Con Air is a good movie. Yeah, that was one it's of the just best every everything since then has just been terrible. But Comfort First in Raleigh, um, and the website is. YourComfort.com? Yes, YourComfortFirst.com. YourComfortFirst.com. Thank you. I couldn't see it. YourComfortFirst.com. On Making Your Home Great, FM 98.5 and AM 680, WPTF. Joel Worsham, who is uh, their expert. Uh, well, he did. you did HVAC Correct. in an installation uh, for a while, right? Uh, well, I originally started with uh, Comfort First Heating and Cooling. Yeah. Uh, seven years ago, is with their uh, as their HVAC installation manager. Right. And then uh, we we took on an endeavor to uh, give more value to our customers and more service, and yeah. we got into the generator uh, market. and And the electrical is my background. That's that's my love. That's my passion, and it just fits better for me. Yeah. Uh, so I, I took that role in starting the uh, standby generator division. Okay, so if, if you I ask a question of Art about HVAC, ask a question of Joel about generators. Yes, sir. And Mike and Sue, if you have a four-car garage, no, a two-car garage, <laughs> and you want to fit four cars in it, 
Is that physically possible? It a lot of times can be. All right, a lot pull, of the, pull up to that microphone and tell sure. me how we can do this. Sure. So a lot of garages around here have very tall ceilings. And if that's the case, we have uh, either two, one post, two post, four post lifts that allow us to basically double the space, the parking space in that uh, garage by using the vertical space. Um, so it does depend. It does have to be probably an 11 or 12 foot ceiling, but we have a lot of those in the area. And it, and it does depend on the cars that you're placing in there too, right? If it's two trucks, you're not going to be able to stack them. But if you have right. uh, two sedans, no problem. I'm just stunned that we can do this. It is the 21st century. Mm-hmm. How, we, how do I get to that car? How do I get that car up there? Well, the first important part is take the car out below out first. <laughs> sure. Yeah, you yes. Do that. <laughs> Step um, one. Yeah, that's an important one. Excellent. Yes. <laughs> so once you have that out of the way, uh, they're all, they're all uh, hydraulic. So you basically – a lot of them will run off of regular 110-volt power. Yeah. So you don't need really any um, – No kidding. Anything special. It takes about 45 seconds to go from fully up to on the ground. So oh. um, if if you – you know, if, if that first car is out of the way, it takes 45 seconds to drop it down, you hop in, pull out. Um, if you're doing it for parking purposes, we do ones with ramps so that you can just drive onto it. Yeah. If it's for – so you can do work on your car at home – the ramps can work as well, but they also have ones that have arms that you would see in uh, like a maintenance garage. So and if you can do both. So if I'm a shade tree mechanic or someone not employed by a, a, a garage, mm-hmm. I can go ahead and do this. Yeah. In yeah. my garage. Mm-hmm. Your homeowners association might disagree, but I can go ahead and work on my truck at home. Correct. Yes. It adds value. I mean, I, I have an auto lift in my garage, and, yeah. and I don't get as much use out of it as I would like to. You know, we have an old French hydraulic lift, but anybody yeah. wants an auto lift in their garage. I don't, I, I've not met many men that would not no, say that is a, a bucket list item right there. No. So finding somebody that, A, knows how to do it and do it correctly, those, those are pretty hard to find. And out of the interest of making sure that we're able to provide these, we had to put one in our house to make sure. So That's right. Sure. Uh-huh. <laughs> had to test it. Huh? Right. So we have one as well. It's great. Uh, my wife's car is parked below mine. Um, it means she has to go to work for us, so it works out great. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, it adds complexity to the whole – well, it simplifies some things, but it adds complexity to that whole phrase, hey, you're parked behind me. Yeah. Right. We all go through that. You're parked behind me. You got to move your vehicle so I can get out. Yeah, and the, right. And the great thing about that is, uh, with using our generators, it, it will still control that lift. So, yeah. right. even if you don't have power, we can still get that. Oh, that's that's right. good, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> that's and, an excellent transition. And actually, Joel, I want to ask you about that. So, what what is the fuel sources that are available? Can you do like natural gas on those as well? Yeah, mo- our generators come natural gas uh, or propane convertible. Um, we do not do any diesel generators. Uh, obviously, it's not something you would have at your house. Um, but, yeah, most of our generators are going to be natural gas. Uh, they, it's just a converted to an LP or a propane. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a clean fuel source. doesn't cost as much um, yeah. uh, to maintain or to run if you're on generator. Um, the biggest thing is, is, is we ask questions, how long are you usually without power? I mean, what, if you could say within a year – how long are you without power? Yeah. What's the length of your power outage? Uh, we take that in consideration as well uh, because if you're – you say, you know, every time we're in hurricane season or every time there's a, an ice storm, we live 
you know, Johnston County or yeah, whatever, yeah. and we're, we're in a rural area, and we're at least seven days without power, well, we may want to look at longevity of the generator life and, and look at more of a liquid-cooled uh, technology versus an air-cooled technology. Uh, better value for what your use is. So, because I can run it longer? Is that what you're saying? Well, it's not about length of time on the runtime. We're talking about length of life on the engine. Uh, you know, oh, yeah. a, a liquid-cooled generator uh, is going to be something like you can relate to. It's, 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 it's like your car engine. It has a radiator in it. Yeah. So it's got liquid that's being flowed through the engine block to maintain the heat, to keep the heat down. Okay. Where air-cooled is just a pressurized cabinet, a fan, that's being turned by the engine itself, and it's just taking air, cold air from outside, and circulating it through the through the cabinet. Unless and, it's a Volkswagen Bug engine, then right, <laughs> correct, correct, that's right. So, and, any questions about any of this? I want you to call nine one nine eight six zero nine seven eight three. You're listening to Making Your Home Great FM ninety eight five AM six eighty WPTF. From home repair to remodeling, this is Making Your Home Great. FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF, where the telephone number has not changed, 919-860-9783. Making your home great today includes from Comfort First Heating and Cooling, Joel Worsham and Art Harmon. And from Closet Factory, Mike and Sue Pale, I'm Dave Alexander. He is Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier, who Elizabeth... Uh, wants to talk to. Hi, Elizabeth. Welcome to Making Your Home Great. Hey, thanks. How are you? Good. What's up? Um, so I, I had a question for Brock. Um, I have a quite a bit of attic space that I use to store most of my Christmas stuff and holiday decorations, um, you know, and that includes things like family heirlooms. But my attic gets so hot, so I'm trying, but I don't want to spend a lot of money on it. I'm just trying to figure out what can I do to bring down the temperature in my attic to save my stuff that's a good question uh do you mind if i ask you a follow-up question do you do you have uh any air conditioning ductwork in the attic or is that all under the house in the crawl space no it's actually up in the attic up in the attic okay Mm -hmm. so there's a couple of different ways to insulate an attic obviously we can either insulate the floor of an attic or we can insulate the rafters uh they do different things um, insulating the rafters is going to cool off the attic temperature. Insulating the floors is going to help to cool off the living space. So if you specifically are looking to try to cool off the attic, you have a couple of options. Uh, the cheapest cost-wise option would be to install batted insulation up in the attic. Uh, I will admit to you, unfortunately, it doesn't work overly well. Uh, batted insulation is not typically standard of what you would want to put up there. We can do either a radiant barrier or a spray foam. I would recommend a, an open cell foam if that's what you decide to go with. Typically, either a radiant barrier or a foam is going to cool off the attic temperature on the hottest of days, somewhere between 35 and 45 degrees. Um, Which both, one's going to last the longest? Excellent question. So uh, both of them are, are long-lasting materials. The knock on the spray foam is it's applied directly to the back of the roof deck. Uh, so in the event you ever have to replace a roof down the road, most roofers replace two or three pieces of 4 by 8 OSB when they do the roof. Uh, it has a tendency where a lot of the foam ends up getting removed when they have to replace the deck. The radiant barrier is installed on the inside of the roof rafters, so you could in fact pull the entire roof off and re-roof the house without affecting the insulation. Radiant Barrier is going to be about half the cost of the spray foam. So if you're looking to make the maximum impact for the cheapest amount, 
I would probably recommend looking at one of the high-grade radiant barriers. Okay. Yeah, that we, that probably will be the solution that we go with. Um, do I just give you guys a I guess you come out and do free estimates. How do I? Yes, ma'am, we do. You? Uh, you can either reach us at our website and fill out the information at triangleradiantbarrier.com or you can uh, reach out to the office itself, and, and they will actually book you an appointment, and their number is 919-986-8808. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you, Elizabeth. Have a good day. So, Brock, I'll add into that. We had a radiant barrier put in our attic um, a couple years ago, mm-hmm. and we the way our house is laid out, um, there's one AC unit. Um, and the, uh, the the great room is kind of open to the second floor. So okay. if we had two units or one, there would only be one that would be doing most of the work anyways. So we used to walk to the top of the stairs and notice about a four or five degree difference That's in right. temperature. Mm-hmm. As soon as we put that radiant barrier in, we don't notice that at all. A radiant barrier is really popular in the south. Okay, If you go down to Oklahoma, Texas, Nevada, Arizona, parts of Florida, Georgia, you run into a lot of radiant barrier insulation. Up north, you're going to run into a lot of open cell spray foam. Uh, it's, it's better for cold air movement. Uh, it, so that's why I always start off by asking the homeowner, what are we trying to achieve here? Yeah. And if they're having issues in the winter, I have a totally different insulation format I'm going to talk about. Yeah. If they're trying to, to really impact the home during the summer, uh, we'll focus on a radiant barrier because of that. That's very effective with hot heat. Do you ever put solar uh, attic fans in, anything like that? We do. We install solar attic fans. Uh, I'm a big fan of solar fans, not electric. Uh, electric fans are an electric motor. So just give them a few years and they normally go out on you. You have to end up replacing them. Yeah. The, the brushless systems that we use uh, are backed up by a 25-year warranty, which is a, a transferable warranty. And there's a federal tax rebate. So you can end up getting the solar attic fan for about what a good electric fan costs after the rebate comes back. So I'm a big fan of the solar fans. Now, I, had, I have an attic fan that's quit, and it's not even five years old. Right. You know, it, it just it, it just wore out. And it was running constantly. It had the thermometer on it or the thermostat on it. But in the summer, you could always hear it. It was just constant. Yeah, they're so. pretty loud, and they don't last very long, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. we got Mike and Sue Pale. You heard from Mike. Go ahead and answer or asking a question to Brock just a moment ago. Mike and Sue Pale from the Closet Factory. I'm concerned about the small closet I have in the master bedroom. Okay. Now, what we have are those wire things, which are terrible. You're not installing those, are you? Absolutely not. You don't do those wire things. All right, good. We, we take those and, and we actually donate them. To have yeah. a for humans. <laughs> good, good. We don't like to throw things away. I don't. I don't like them because they mess up the look of the clothes that are sitting on them. But I also feel like I could do much better than that. So what we, do you think? We get told a lot. So as I mentioned earlier, we do have a design consultants work with our clients, and we do our design based off their inventory. So literally we will put in the amount of long hanging that they need for their clothing, Right. count the number of shoes that they have, and we'll design the closet around their shoe count. So we've had clients come back to us afterwards and say, I can't believe how much more space I have in this closet because we've utilized not only the wall space a lot better, but we've actually organize it around their inventory now see that scares me because then yeah. now my wife has more room to put shoes no, in, in the closet no, no what they'll do is they'll count how many shoes and they'll make sure she only has enough 
for that number. <laughs> My wife will design for inflation. <laughs> <laughs> that happens on occasion. She'll, she'll whisper well, to Sue, and, Sue, make sure we have room for and more. Mike and Sue, I want, I want our listeners that might not have been listening at the first part of the show to, to try to pay attention to something I'm going to ask right now. So you guys had mentioned at the beginning of the show that you have your own factory. We do. Now that stands out to somebody like me that uh, knows if you're able to manufacture a lot of your own equipment and material, I would assume you might even be able to beat out a lot of your competitors' pricing. Does that that sound about right? We can. Yeah, we're. I would say we're we're firmly in the middle of the price range, right? There's always Good people place to you be. can find uh, that will do something cheaper, and there are definitely companies out there that are dollar, you know, for the same exact design, a lot more expensive. Um, we really try to focus a lot on value, and so we we aren't uh, offer a lifetime warranty on every product that we sell. Um, and that's transferable. We just stand okay. behind our product. We just use nice. – we design it so that we're never going to have to go out because, honestly, if we have to go out on a service, as everybody in this room knows, you're going to lose money on that job. That's right. So um, if you actually have a warranty and you mean to stand by it, you just build it right the first time and not have to worry about it. So that's that's been our approach. Um, and having the factory means that we – not only do we have the factory, but we only hire um, employees. We don't hire any contractors. So the person that's going to go out and install your job on June 22nd, if I go yeah. look at the install schedule, I know exactly who's going out to Mrs. Smith's house, and it's one of my guys that has been trained and knows how to install our product. It also Excellent. It also allows us to buy local and support local. So we buy all of our material locally, and we employ, employ you know a lot of uh, people locally, which right. is important to us. And all of us are agreed that homework now is – going to be part of the norm that if you have two people in the house it's possible that one of them's going to stay home for work and that means forever <laughs> or for a long time so if you want to turn to the closet factory and have them design a work area that's going to work for even your small space you'll do that we will. And one more thing that when you brought up, Dave, about the small closets, what, what I can tell uh, listeners is if you go in and you look at your closet and you have a wire shelving type product yeah. and you see any amount of painted wall, yeah, it means that we're not using that space efficiently. Hmm. And, th- and we can make a benefit to that very easily. Now, if you can't see any painted wall, <laughs> that probably means you have things stacked really, really high, Yay. which means it's a nightmare every time you go into your closet. So yeah. what we sell – is solutions that allow our clients to walk into their spaces and have a smile on their face every morning and every night when they go to get ready for work or go to get ready for bed. Right. So it's uh, – I think it's – our clients, once they've had our product and they move to a new house, they call us again. Mm. So there's there's a lot – I think a lot of power in that, that, you know, that it's a – it's once you've had it, you see the benefits of it. We had a closet so jammed full that when we went to replace the carpet – we found things that we and we saw the best, cleanest piece of carpet anybody's ever seen is right in the back of the closet, and it was, it was amazing. But that's wonderful. And, and if we're working from home, we don't want the power going out. This is why I'm talking to to Joel Worsham about a generator. Is this a is this a major expense? It's an investment. It's yeah. not. It's you know the great thing about comfort first is we have tons of financing options that we can give to a customer yeah you know 
lot of people think that generators are just for the certain income bracket, but our most popular um, uh, customer is that middle-of-the-road income customer that just is is tired and frustrated of having the grocery loss, yeah. the, the sump pump fail, the inconvenience of trying to find somewhere to stay for a while, or the inconvenience of not having air condition during hurricane season and yep. just being totally miserable and oh. the family miserable and you're not sleeping and you're not resting and you're not enjoying your, your stay at home. So we have like, uh, you know, like, like the closet factory. Oh, yeah. You know, I liked what they said about their 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 warranty, you mm-hmm. know. And Comfort First, we feel the same way about what's of value to our customer is the warranty, is the product. And, you know, the generators that we're going to install has the best warranties on the market. Who's that? That's what? going to be the, the Briggs & Stratton Fortress Series. You know, has has one of the best warranties on the market, 10-year parts, 10-year labor, full coverage warranty. It lives up to the name. There's a reason it's yeah. called the Fortress. Yes. It is a very good unit. Very heavy-duty unit. Uh, one of the best engines out there. I mean, you yeah. know, it's got the Briggs & Stratton engine in it. And different sizes. Different sizes. That's it, right. You know, it could be, you know, we can we could do a house that has a has a 12KW twin-cylinder mm-hmm. engine in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, or we could do a house with a, with a 20. Uh, we can actually do a house with a 27 kW. I mean, there's there's tons of different. Uh, excuse me, a 25 kW uh, liquid cool. There's 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 different options for different customers for different needs. But we stand behind the product. We have uh, great guarantees, uh, and most importantly, it, it's the best manufacturer's warranty out there. So let's say I have a, a standard 1500 square foot ranch house mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. nothing special no pool just okay. a normal little air conditioning unit mm-hmm. something like that going to cost me twenty thousand dollars to get a good generator at that place actually depending on what your heating system is and uh-huh. how we load manage that um we could probably do a generator for right around uh anywhere between eighty nine hundred dollars ninety five hundred oh see that's way less than i thought it yeah. would be yeah. or you know or as low as a payment monthly payment is around 127 dollars a month that's what i'm talking about that's and- the good stuff and if you sell your house or you're thinking of selling your house and you put in this generator, mm-hmm. you can t- – uh, I'm doing a punch list myself because in five years or so I'm going to retire and sell a house. I want an extra add-on. I want to show somebody that I not only do I have a generator, I got a generator that's going to last – give me a ballpark. How many years? Uh, an average generator should last you, depending on usage, yeah. uh, 20, 25 years. It's going to oh, wow. last 20 years, and I've had it for five. Guess what? You are bulletproof for the next hurricane. I, I just think this is such a good idea. Call Comfort First Heating and Cooling. Uh, the website, again, I goof it up every time. Go ahead, Art. What is it, Art? What is it? YourComfortFirst.com. YourComfortFirst.com. Comfort First Heating and Cooling, the 800 telephone number is obscured by a pop-up. There it is. (laughs) 800-279-HVAC. Now, is that the number that is the service number or the number that I'm going to call if I want to buy? Yes. If you call that number, um, you'll get our uh, receptionist and she'll pass you on to our dispatcher to handle your area. All right, 800-279-HVAC. We're going to talk about a wine cellar. 
in the next segment. Now, if you're not a big wine person, that's totally fine. We're also going to talk, if you're just a small beer person, we're also going to talk about a little beer cabinet. Uh, we're going to talk with the folks from uh, Closet Factory, Mike and Sue Pale. No, I really, I want a, I want a beer cellar. But I can't, you know, I'm not digging underneath my house. Uh, we'll talk about that and more. And take your phone calls, 919-860-9783. This is Making Your Home Great, FM 98.5, AM 680, WPTF. Making Your Home Great, FM 98.5, AM 680, WPTF. We've got a, a great group of people here today in the coming weeks we'll talk to folks from distinctive remodeling uh, pipe techs finch painting finch quality painting triangle radiant barrier of course brock emmons is always here um and we've got in the studio today mike and sue pale from the closet factory and joel worsham and art Harmon from comfort first heating and cooling yes mike and sue are married and they work together <laughs> How's that all working out? Because I couldn't. Well, I'll answer first, and then yeah. you can get Sue's opinion. Yeah, that's that. fine. <laughs> um, we we spend almost every moment of our lives together, uh, and I'm fortunate enough that she tolerates me really well. <laughs> Amen. So, um, yeah, we've been married for 20 years now, and um, uh, we just are. I don't know. We're just we're somehow built to be able to spend that much time together. That's yeah, we- excellent. We often get asked that question, actually. Yeah. You do? Yes. All right. Yeah. I, I didn't tell you I was going to ask. All right, wine cellars. No kidding. You'll put in a wine cellar. We will, yeah. So a lot of times it's a converted area or room in a, in a house. And as the guys from Comfort First can tell you, it, we, you know, there's different ways to cool that area. Yeah. Um, it has to be insulated really well because you're trying to keep it at about six, you know, 57 degrees would be kind of the ideal storage temperature for wine. Yeah. Um, you have to have at least three and a half inches of space with a spray-in closed cell foam, I think, right, if, it's, if you're going to have luck with that. And if yeah. you want to use a less expensive – insulation material you have to have a thicker wall uh have to insulate the ceiling have to insulate the floor insulated uh like an exterior grade door yeah to be able to keep that temperature in there uh if you don't do those things the nice thing about the foam is it also creates a vapor barrier so when your air conditioning unit is running you're not generating all that condensate inside of the uh the sealed off space uh, and then have to worry about emptying that that condensate so um it's uh, it's great. We can do. Uh, we have we have again because we care so much. We've done one on our house to make sure that <laughs> all this works. <laughs> yep. um, so we have one in our house. It's it used to be the coat closet. We moved the coat closet around under the stairs in a little different area and and used our product to put what ended up being more storage there for our clo- our coats and some board games and things like that. Vacuum yeah. cleaner. Um, but now our standard size coat closet holds how many bottles is it? Two hundred and. 286 or something oh. like that. Nice. Uh, and that's in a three-foot by two-foot um, little closed-off area with a um, – now, we have a uh, a smaller unit, right? There's m- much, much larger uh, wine cellars that have been done in homes around in the area. Right. Um, ours is a self-contained unit that just mounts through kind of the area above the door, the, the cooling unit. And it runs a little bit different than a regular air conditioning unit. It's really um, – you don't want to pull all the humidity out because you're going to prob- have problems with the cork and all that. So it's, it is designed – it's not just a regular HVAC unit. A two-by-three-foot area, you fit in how many bottles? 280. It's 286. It's 14. Can you get them? 
Easily. I mean, they're, they're, all, they're actually all on pull-out um, uh, shelves yeah. that are made with dowels so that the bottles sit on there so we still have airflow – uh, moving all throughout the area. They know how to utilize space. It's, we, it's becoming apparent they know what they're doing. This is excellent. All right. Let's talk to Joel Worsham and Art Harmon from Comfort First Heating and Cooling about the summertime. It's getting hot. You guys are going to get some emergency calls, you think? Absolutely. Yeah. And how quickly can I see you? If, if my HVAC goes out, forget it. I am out of luck. I might as well check into a hotel. Uh, we respond uh, right away. We've right now we have about fifty trucks on the road. Uh, yeah, have right at eighty employees, and uh, we we can uh, if you call us today. Typically, um, within the next uh, twenty-four hour period, we can get somebody out there. What goes wrong on an air conditioner that they tell me they need to sit it because it's all covered with ice? Mm. Uh, yeah, it typically it's a refrigerant leak. Refrigerant leak or bad airflow. Bad, it could be bad airflow. It could be a, a, a dirty motor. Uh, you know, it's it's going to be three or four components, but something that we can diagnose pretty quickly. That's every single time I've had it gone wrong. Of course, I've got the new unit now, but every single, even in an apartment complex, they, they said, "Well, Mr. Alexander, you're just going to have to put up with it because we turn the whole system off. We'll be tomorrow." Yeah, and it always happens on a 95-degree day, yes, if you it notice. Does. It yeah. never breaks down in, in you know April when you're barely running the system. It always likes to break down when you're right in the middle of August. You know, most a real common problem with that is yeah. people just don't change their air, filter, air filters regularly. That, yeah. That's typically the problem. A little, uh, what, 79-cent filter. Mm-hmm. Let, me, let me ask you guys a question about that. If you have someone that's that's kind of being religious about having – uh, a maintenance uh, done in the spring and in the fall. How often do those people have uh, like a breakdown? Because I feel like since we've gone to that ourselves, mm-hmm. you guys find those those kind of things and you can put an extra pound of Freon in or something and then kind of plan the, a replacement when it's not your busy season and you're out doing emergency calls. Sure. That, that's that's the whole reason we do it. It's just because we, we know that they're going to break down when they're working the hardest, which means it's going to be really hot or really cold. So we want to get there ahead of time and uh, just take a look at everything, make sure you're good to go, and everything's going to be running uh, top-notch and very energy efficient. Excellent. Yeah. You know, and I, I'll, uh, I'll add on something to this. You know, my father is a customer of Comfort First Heating and Cooling. He's a, yeah. he's one of our maintenance customers, so he's on a regular schedule twice a year. Yeah. Um, you know, every year, every time we come out there, we always find something that could go wrong that is right on that edge, and they and they prevent, uh, you know, it could be a, a capacitor that's weak or low in refrigerant, whatever. And, and because he's on that regular schedule maintenance program, um, you know, he's never been without air conditioning because they always we always take take care of that. So that's another reason to have a, a maintenance program with us. All right, we got about a minute to spend with Mike and Sue Pale from the Closet Factory. I, I'm bragging on. I want everybody to go to your website because they need to see what you've done to a garage. Mm-hmm. There is there a couch in there and a big TV and yeah we yeah. you've heard of the she shed right and the man and the man cave so yes. this is the the man cave version if if people want to convert their uh, garage space um, could definitely use someone like Comfort First to kit to add air conditioning to the garage amen um, that's an amazing thing we've done that yeah. and the sh- <laughs> and the shelving the shelving and the storage looks so good 
What, are you making that shelving and, and stuff for yourself yeah, in the factory? We do. Yeah, we again, like uh, like Sue said, we we try to get our materials locally. Uh, they're in five foot by eight foot sheets or larger, up to five foot by ten foot, which is just a huge piece of material. And then we're cutting that down. And because we use the CNC router, uh, it nests everything. It basically builds a unique puzzle for that project, mm-hmm. so that the amount of wasted material is most of it is just sawdust we don't have a lot of actual pieces of wood that we throw out and the sawdust we donate to some local farmers well we are done for the show thank you folks this is making your home great fm 98.5 am 680 wptf